Hey, everybody, this is Steve. I just want to let you know that for all the latest on our podcast, uh, hit us up at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we're also on Patreon if you want to check that out. But our homepage is with the Age of Radio Network at ageofradio.org slash everything I learned from movies. And if you're looking for some amazing art, check out my wife's Etsy page at untidyvenus.etsy.com. All kinds of great stuff there. Also, follow us at PodCartFest, that's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T, for our periodic art and podcasting festival that we're going to be hosting. It's, uh, it's actually pretty cool. Check it out. So yeah, on that note, let's get to the show. Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steve and Izzy Hey everybody, this is Steve. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, kind of going back through the first couple episodes we did and uh, re-editing them, uh, you know, trying to clean them up a little bit because uh, as you'll tell from uh, this, our second episode we ever did for Congo, apparently I was using the laptop mic the whole time and it really sucked. Uh, but hey, you get to hear, uh, hear our views from five years ago. Spoiler alert, a lot of them are kind of the same. Uh, but there's also, gosh, what do we do? Um, there's a little cameos by roommates. Uh, remember having those i don't miss those days at all uh and yeah we kind of go into the i don't know i think it was 2016 summer movie previews and stuff and uh yeah see how some of our guesses turned out uh so yeah here we go everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line is plot holes or two it is poopies it's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. Activate the remote. In the race for the world's most advanced communications technology, a shocking discovery has been made. What was that? Lock your remote. Give me a thermal reading result to 6 6. Take two young scientists into the heart of the African jungle. Where a secret hidden for 2,000 years holds the key to the future. This is Karen Ross. 81452 Houston, do you read? You used to work for the CIA, and now you're travel Some will come to it for science. It's a big deal, Charles. This is a big find. Some for fortune. A diamond mine of incredible bounty. And some to return home. She doesn't really belong anywhere, does she? No, she belongs here. Together, they will search. My boss, he thought I wasn't going to make it. He sent another expedition. Drawn deep into a mystery. Camp destroyed, people dead, a gray gorilla. No such thing as a gray gorilla. I saw one. And the more they discover... Same hieroglyphics over and over. The greater the danger. What do they say? We are... Watching you. Help me! Help me! Ah! Never saw an animal move like that. Shoot it! Shoot it! How intelligent are they? See, they're smart. They're too damn smart. Watch out! Go! We're getting out of here. What about them? Put them on the endangered species list. From the best-selling novel by the author of Jurassic Park. The myth of the killer ape is true. 
species. Once upon a time, not so long ago, in a state a few states away, a young 14-year-old Steve began watching a movie involving alcohol, diamond smuggling, and a talking gorilla. That movie was Congo. Yes, it was. And um, I will openly admit, the movie we're reviewing this week, Congo, is a pretty horrible movie. However, I still enjoy watching it. So welcome to Everything I Learned from Movies! Woo! Woo-hoo. I'm Izzy. And I'm Steve. And, uh, yes, the movie we're reviewing this week is Congo. So, shall we pop a beer and jump right in? Let's jump right in. What beer do we have to start with today? Ooh, today we're going to start with Andy Gator from Abita Brewing. Mm. Steve and I both have a soft spot for Abita because it's from New Orleans. And it's pretty freaking delicious. We've not tried the Andy Gator, but we're both big fans of the Turbo Dog. Uh, we know some of you out there may be familiar with Purple Haze. That's your choice. Um, you're either into it or you're not. Yeah, I do not care for Purple Haze, but everything outside of a beta I think is delicious. And this is a double bock, is that correct? Hellesbach. 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 Excellent. Uh, very smooth, refreshing beer, historically. Are you ready? Shall we crack it? Oh, so delicious. Let's see if we can get this glugging. <laughs> Just don't spill any of that precious nectar. So I don't know if you can hear that or not. Hopefully the mics pick that up. Yeah. But we are pouring ourselves some Hillsbach. Steve, your impressions? Just looking at it? It's a very clear beer. Light color. Golden almost. Yeah, very fizzy. I mean, what, what do you expect kind of from a Doppelbach? Nice little lager look to it. Nice head on it. Very clear. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody out there is just going, <laughs> Steve is slurping it down. <laughs> oh, God, the look on his face. No, no. No, actually, no. he looks like he's enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a good, smooth lager. I'm assuming it's about seven or eight percent. It it seems pretty strong. <laughs> That's delicious. Um, Very nice. Eight percent alcohol by Aha. volume. Boom. Brewed and bottled by Abita Brewing Company, Abita Springs, Louisiana. Yeah, I gotta go check that out next time we go to New Orleans. Love New Orleans, by the way, but that may pop up on a future podcast because a lot of great movies on New Orleans. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> By the way, that noise you probably heard while Steve was talking was me bumping my mic because, fuck you, I bumped my mic. No, um, <laughs> yeah, all right, so Andigator is a fearsome beast, much too big for any little bottle. Don't let his toothy grin, slightly sweet flavor, and subtle fruit aroma fool you. This is a cold-blooded creature. It's a Hellas Doppelbach that will sneak up on you, sip, don't gulp, and taste the Abita Andigator. <laughs> too late for that. <laughs> Steve, are you chugging the indicator? Maybe. <laughs> can you, uh, can you top off my glass real quick? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of creatures that will sneak up on you. And chug? <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil the ending. Um, we're going to talk about the 1995 movie Congo, which, if you've never seen this movie, it's available on Netflix and most streaming services. Check it out. It's worth a watch. It stars a talking gorilla named Amy who may or may not be in a romantic relationship with her doctor. <laughs> so, full story synopsis. We'll start from there. 
uh, we meet up. Well, <laughs> I guess we start off with uh, Bruce Campbell cameo. Yeah, so Bruce Campbell <laughs> is in the wilderness with a bunch of technology realistically like far too advanced for 1995. I mean, would look kind of suspicious. Well, all right, before we get started, this is supposed to be like Jurassic Park with monkeys, right? Like that's why they made it? Yes. My theory behind this movie is the biggest movie of 1993 was Jurassic Park. Okay. And the biggest movie of 1994 was The Lion King. Okay. So if you basically put Michael Crichton novel set in Africa, you get 1995's Congo, loosely based on a Michael Crichton novel. Very loosely based. <laughs> no, actually looking it up, so before we get into the depths of all of this, I googled this. This is actually surprisingly close to the plotline of the book. Get the fuck out. But they left things out. Oh, too much plot development? There was too much plot, but like... Tim Curry's character, we'll get into here in a minute, is totally in that book. Oh, and um, our lovely Ernie Hudson. Oh, my God. Our favorite. He's an American he's, treasure. Yes. He plays this. The, this is one of his best performances, right? Uh, absolutely. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. But his uh, character is in the novel, but he's supposed to be a half-India Indian. Not Native American Indian. Red Dot? India. Red Dot Indian. Red Dot, not, not Feather. Okay. <laughs> We're horrible human beings. Uh <laughs> Yes, and half Scotsman. It's an interesting combination for so a character. So instead they made him a British black man. But anyway, yeah. all right, so Steve, give us the plot synopsis while I drink beer. All right, essentially, uh, Bruce Campbell leads an expedition into the heart of the Congo in search of a diamond mine, uh, a legendary diamond mine, so that he can use the diamonds towards lasers. I'm getting a finger to stop. Diamonds? For communication. Yes, for communication lasers. Because <laughs> in the mid-90s, that's how everybody's cell phones worked, apparently, was lasers and satellites powered by pure diamonds from the Congo. Why diamonds. do you think those Nokias were so expensive? It was a bar of soap <laughs> with a hunk of diamonds shoved into it. My God, it all makes sense now. <laughs> anyway, uh, the expedition takes a turn, and they lose uh, communication with the home base in Houston, no! where the president of the company, played by Joe Don Baker... Who, by the way, always makes a good bad guy. Just Such a good bad guy. <laughs> he loses communication, and it's his son. So he sends in... Um, Wait, you mean Bruce Campbell is his son? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, Bruce Campbell sure. is Joe Don Baker's son. I, their last name is Travis. I forget the first names. Charles is Bruce Campbell. I remember that. I was mentioned several times throughout it's the movie. It's not really important. It's, it's not. It's Bruce Campbell, and then, like, apparently, you do find out in the first five minutes, like, seven of his guys get murdered, and they can't find him. Mm-hmm. And so, and so they send in a uh, female former CIA slash mercenary person. Uh, yeah, I have to say, Doctor Karen Ross. All the important people in Africa who like run guns and do whatever seem to be quite familiar with her, and her just carrying around sacks of non-sequential unmarked bills. My God, all the cash used on that. <laughs> okay, so apparently communications is the company to be in because they just walk around with fistfuls of cash through Africa that's like, yes, as, as you wish. By the way, how did nobody just like murder her and take her sack of cash? That was kind of my question. Why did, why did Amy the gorilla not just murder her and take the sack of cash? <laughs> Sweetie, again, we're getting ahead of the story. Okay. Nobody knows about Amy the gorilla. Uh, By the way, there's a talking gorilla named Amy. Uh, that I brought up multiple times. But okay. Concurrently to this, uh, this misadventure, uh, in Berkeley, California, there is a, <laughs> a Dr. Peter Elliott and his partner love, love slave I, I don't know I, I forget his name he's edit, whatever he is he's a bottom 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter who sees the bottom. They're raising a gorilla named Amy who can speak through sign language, and they rig her up with this wonderful little device that will Stephen Hawking speak for her when she's doing her sign language. So basically, Amy is equipped with like a little backpack computer that translates her sign language into speak, and they they introduced it by um, the main professor, the top. <laughs> the top. <laughs> we'll just call him the tumbler, and we'll call the other, call the other guy the coaster. Is that cool? Do- Dr. Peter Elliott, played by Dylan Walsh, you may know from Nip Tuck and probably nothing else I can think of <laughs> offhand. At any rate, the top, he's <laughs> uh, he introduces this backpack during like a seminar to a bunch of the Berkeley students, saying like how you could use it to help uh, deaf people, deaf mutes, or just mutes in general speak, and they show like a guy who's never spoken before but can hear the sign language, and then he starts crying because his first time he's heard his own voice. This is the first time I've heard the sound of my own voice. And he cries, and everybody's very impressed. And then he calls in his pet gorilla, who may may be the the, the third in this threesome, <laughs> but it's Berkeley, so we're not judging. Yeah, no judgment in Berkeley. <laughs> and. The movie makes it aware that it's not a trick like Mr. Ed. It's a real gorilla that's talking. Oh, there's a guy who straight up says <laughs> says to his wife, this isn't a trick like Mr. Ed. That's a talking gorilla. I know, sweetie. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, just because that's all they're there for. Just that one day of shooting probably took them 15 minutes to shoot the scene. Oh, they were probably a couple, like... like like, they're just actors, an actor and actress, but they're probably, like, a couple, quote-unquote, like, in another movie on another lot, and they're like, we just need two people for, like, one line. Yeah, I love it. So then, after this presentation, apparently Amy is making these drawings of the jungle, but with these, this giant golden eye in the middle, and it's... Amy, green! Amy, green! Yes, yes, Amy. Yes, Amy. Green's your favorite color. Here's more green. <laughs> Amy, pretty gorilla! Amy, pretty gorilla! Amy's a very chatty gorilla you'll find throughout Tickle this movie. Me. Me. Oh, one of my favorite parts. Amy is played by a Puerto Rican midget in, <laughs> a, in a gorilla outfit. And it's fairly obvious, but, you know, it, it's actually pr- pretty convincing. It's a, pretty it's, it's a good, good costume. Suit. Her eyes are, like, way too big, so she actually just looks like a baby gorilla, yeah. which makes it super awkward. The doe-eyed, the same. doe-eyed gorillas. But, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of, like, Amy scared, Amy scared. It, tickle Amy. Tickle oh, my God. Amy. The tickle me parts. That seriously disturbed me as a child. I'm like, oh, this is getting gonna get weird. Right? It's like, oh, <laughs> tickle me, tickle me. Uh, yes, Amy. Here you go. Well, lower, Amy. lower. <laughs> right there, Amy's like, no. Sploosh. <laughs> anyway, Amy, sploosh. It doesn't get quite that dirty. No, but it's uh, Amy wants to be tickled at really inappropriate moments in the movie. It's true. All right, so after the presentation. Yes. We're like uh, four minutes into the yeah, movie. Right now. <laughs> exactly. We're like scene two. Longest uh, episode ever. <laughs> after the presentation, um, what, Dr. Elliot speaking with, I guess, the dean of the college or whatever, is yeah. talking about funding or whatever, and they had to get cut or whatever, blah, oh, blah, blah. Oh, so Amy's paintings. Amy's paintings, the green. Oh, they decide yes. means That's she right. wants to go home to the she jungle. She wants to go home to the jungle. So now, now yeah. the top and the bottom's mission is to get her to the jungle. So she can teach the other gorillas. To speak sign language. Was that it? I think so. I've never gotten... I thought it was just he wanted to, like, send her I, home. I seem to remember that being one of the selling points, but it may also be just that she she, she was being moody and had to move out to college. I mean, the Congo. I thought they and, just wanted to, like, send her home because their baby was growing up. 
Uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, the tickling was getting a little weird. Anyway, financial problems because Gang to the Congo costs a penny. And then in steps in Hokuma Homoka. You skipped the whole part. Oh my god. A talking monkey makes the college money. Freeing a talking monkey does not make the college money. So oh, that's if true. you plan on doing this shit, do it yourself. And then in steps in Romanian philanthropist Hokuma Homoka from Romania. Free from the chains of Ceausescu. Uh, played by Tim Curry in what I can only, even as a child, I was pretty sure this accent was complete bullshit and he was going to drop it towards the end of the movie. Spoiler alert, he keeps it the entire movie. It's one of the most, it's one of the most embarrassing things to watch in a movie. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched a movie and gone like, oh god, I am embarrassed for this movie. The first time I watched this, I remember being like, oh my god, stop, 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 no, 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 bring back the tickle, tickle me, bring back the tickle, <laughs> tickle me, me was less uncomfortable. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, let's just say not one of Tim Curry's finest performances, while well, at the same time, one of his finest, because, I mean, he just plays it. He yeah. fucking plays it. Absolutely. He owns it. Every scene. Every scene he's in is magic. <laughs> <laughs> So he offers to uh, finance uh, taking Amy back home uh, <laughs> to the jungle uh, where she where she was captured uh, I don't know, ten years earlier or whenever. Oh, do we remember the name of the part? What part? The part of the, sorry, the part oh, the, of the Congo she was. The valley. Uh, I don't know. Um, right. Will you continue, and I'll see if I can look it up. So they're getting back home. They get they make it as far as the airport before <laughs> uh, they realize Hokama Hawaka is uh, broke as shit. Hey, it doesn't have any money. But then in steps in uh, Dr. Karen Ross from uh, Traviscom or Travicom, whatever the... Uh, basically the uh, CIA, former CIA slash mercenary slash doctor. Uh, and she's like, I have shit tons of cash. I'll finance your trip. Hey, just let me tag along because you have visas and I can get in. Okay, so I don't know if anybody remembers, but the Congo, especially in the 90s, but maybe always... <laughs> Maybe a little bit of political unrest, like just a smidgen. I feel like there may still be some political unrest at the very least I'd questionable to, behavior. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. I mean, that part of the country just is so firm in their political belief. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Dr. Karen Ross, played by Laura Linney, she can't get into the Congo to rescue Bruce Campbell, who, spoiler alert, we find out is her fiancé. Mm-hmm. AKA like Mrs. She's you know Mrs. CIA agent and all or Mrs. CIA agent and all that. So, uh, but yeah, she can't get in because the visas, the border is closed. Can't get visas in. You you can't even land a plane. But nobody wants to be caught being mean to a gorilla. That is true. So, by the way, if you can hear that, one of Steve's roommates is coming through and screaming about raincoats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, they fly into Africa. They land and they meet up with. Uh, the head of their exposition. Well, I guess they first meet up with uh, Eddie Ventro, who's a proprietor of guns and services in the... Uh, oh, he's so area. good. Uh, just, you know, people are walking through. Uh, but yeah, Eddie Ventro, played by uh, Joey Pant- Pantoliano. Uh, Joey Pants. Y'all know him as Joey Pants from, like, the Matrix movies and... He, he's and a others. pretty great one. They Basically, they meet. he meets them at the airport in... Uh, in Africa, and is just basically like... Mr. Hookup. Hey, I'm the one who gets you together. I fired the guys you hired because he won't get you anywhere. He's a bird watcher. He's a bird watcher. Yeah. 
So he hires one of the greatest. Oh my god, Monroe Kelly, played by Ernie Hudson. Monroe Kelly. He's got a sweet little British accent. Oh my god, I want a spin-off movie of The Adventures of Monroe Kelly. That's what I want. That's I, the one thing I can say about Congo. I just <laughs> I want it to just all be Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson as Monroe Kelly. This is this is his greatest character. Where Absolutely. he just gets to be like. He's the great white hunter, although he happens to be black. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> and so he leads the uh, exposition. Uh, unfortunately, moments after they land and unload their stuff, uh, the president's car is bombed. Inches may- from their Maybe head? 100 yards. <laughs> yeah, if that. Like, they, they probably got some deafness in one ear from the explosion. And then it's like, oh, shit, all right, we got to get you out of here, get you on a 727 piloted by Jimmy Buffett, yeah. and then uh, get you into the Congo before the borders are all closed. Although they do get stopped at a checkpoint and taken to Captain Wanta, played by, by Delroy Lindo. You mean the Zairean soldiers? Yes. Oh, by the way, so this part actually might be my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Ernie Hudson's my favorite character. Um, Captain yeah. Wanta. Captain cool. Wanta is definitely my second. There's an amazing scene. For, they get brought into his office at gunpoint. Uh, uh, his office at the Hotel Leopold. It's true. <laughs> so it's like the lobby of this hotel, and he basically, please have a seat. Let have a seat. Talk. Have some tea. Have some cake. And uh, everybody's just staring at it. He recognizes Homoka Homoka, and he recognizes Miss CIA agent. Like he's seen them before, and is like, "What are you doing? Yeah, you know this is a bad time to come." He obviously doesn't know the Berkeley scientist or his bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, his name is Richard, Richard by the way. The bottom yes, is Richard. That's right, Richard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just looked it up. He's the assistant. Yeah, so Mrs. CIA agent, basically, they're having like a nice, friendly conversation that's basically alluded to, like, give me money or yeah. I'm going to kill you all. I, I need a bribe. And she just keeps handing him stacks of hundreds. More. And he just keeps asking for more. And uh, Tim Curry, Mr. Homoka, Homoka, is like staring at the cake and tea. And he just keeps staring and staring and staring. And finally, he just like crams a whole one in his mouth. Mr. Homoka, stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake. That's like the greatest line in this whole movie. Followed almost immediately by, that will do, putting the money in a paper bag and stapling it shut (laughs) with the words, don't want nobody peeking. He's so great because you're so afraid of him. You're just like, this guy's fucking lunatic. Like, if he weren't so scary, I would I would be laughing my ass off, but he's scary. You can go hit the road, as they say, and have a nice day. Oh, but he does also provide the exhibition of, like, that monkey is your pass across the border because oh, no yes. black man wants to be caught being mean to a, a gorilla in front of American TV. Yeah. So, again, the monkey is their passport. By the way, I'd like to know where Amy is during all of this. I because if she's a real gorilla and she really is that attached to her professors, she's she's losing losing her her shit shit somewhere. Absolutely, I assume she was in a cage, bunch of guys AK forty sevens saying "bagala, akama naka naka." Yeah, that may be racist, but I mean that's half the movie is people (laughs) screaming indiscriminately and I don't know Swahili, (laughs) Congolese. Is that is that a language? Swahili. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. All right. <laughs> so now they're on their adventure again, and they finally board the 727 to get across the border. Across the border. Um, they're flying overhead, and then they start taking on some fire. 
Yeah, uh, they're being shot at from the warring border. I don't remember. It's kind of... Yeah, no, it's just unrest. But uh, yeah, so they get start getting shot at, and this is where they decide to drug the monkey and strap her to Ernie Hudson and parachute out. Yes, they have to parachute out of the plane before it gets hit. Ooh, and they have to shoot down the uh, ground-to-air missiles with the flare guns because they're heat seekers. They're heat, they shoot. They, that's pretty sweet. They blow up heat-seeking missiles. Well, uh, uh, Ernie Hudson and CIA agent blow up heat-seeking missiles using uh, using their flare guns. That that's a pretty good scene. And basically, Mrs. CIA agent grabs one start shooting them, and then Ernie Hudson basically gives this look like, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can do that too. <laughs> and then they have a little moment. By the way, I was waiting for their love story. They're having a hookup? Right? Well, it makes a little more sense than the actual love story that I guess is forced upon us. Uh, Amy and her trainer? Uh, yes. <laughs> and then her trainer and Dr. Ross, that... Uh, Anyway, yeah, let's get the two blonde-haired white people together. <laughs> That's what people want to see. That's what people want to see in 1995. <laughs> Not the super suave, charismatic Ernie Hudson. Oh yeah, the great white hunter. Great. Only I happen to be black. Ah, <laughs> uh, so good. Maybe uh, that's my favorite line. Sweet. I don't know. Also, just a little background on this movie, because 1995, maybe wondering. Was this movie hit? It actually made a lot of money. You're gonna be you're gonna never stop vomiting when you hear these numbers. It made twenty five million dollars opening weekend, which may not sound like a lot now, but twenty years ago that was pretty big because that was back when tickets were you know two or three bucks as opposed to fifteen or whatever they are now. Hey Steve, what came in second to Congo that year? I'm glad you asked. The opening weekend, Congo was number one, of course. Uh, number number two was the movie Casper. You know, the one with Christina Ritchie and Casper's CGI. Casper's the friendly ghost, the friendliest ghost you know. Third place. Steve, what came in third? Third place. This one will really make you vomit. The Bridges of Madison County, <laughs> which I'm sad to say I also saw in theaters. Was not my choice. <laughs> yeah. So Steve went fourth to this movie. Die Hard 4, or also known as... Or no, Die Hard 3? Die, 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 die Hard with a Vengeance, with Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis. and Man. So these are all movies really we know, compared to a movie that, let's face it, most people don't remember. That is unfortunate. It really is. <laughs> well, alright, so they parachute out of the airplane moments before it's finally hit with a rocket. Luckily no one's inside and explodes. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, well, the uh, the professor, the top, decides he w isn't going to jump. And basically, Ernie Hudson looks at him and goes, do you know how to fly a plane? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, the pilot, the co-pilot just jumped out. So good luck with that. And tosses him a parachute. And then Dr. Elliot, the top, when he reaches the bottom, is like, okay, I've changed my mind. I don't want to do this anymore. We can just, I'm not we, Indiana we, let's, Jones. Let, let's just call it off. <laughs> and Ernie Hudson essentially looks at him and goes, "Well, I'm leading an expedition into I can't seem to find what the, the name the of the heart of the Baringa Province or yeah. something like that, the Baringa uh, Valley." Yeah, and so he was like, "If you want to go home, you can, but remember, a lot of people die in this place every day." The Congo was a very dangerous place, and people die here very easily. 
Yeah, and then basically, your monkey's in the bushes, passed out, and it bit me, so you should go get her. (laughs) (laughs) She woke up about halfway down, and let me tell you, that girl has a set of teeth. I may have seen this movie once or twice, if you haven't. This may or may not be one of Steve's favorite movies, in case you haven't noticed. I think at this point, we'll take a uh, quick commercial break and uh, get our second beer ready, if you don't mind. So, uh, yeah, everything I learned from movies. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey everybody, join us for our next Podcart Fest, a celebration of podcasting and art. With so many incredible artists of all kinds being affected by the pandemic and shutting down of festivals in general, uh, we wanted to bring them together to one incredible virtual festival and give you the opportunity to interact with them directly in their virtual booth, uh, witness them demonstrate their marvelous skills on our live stream, show off some of their new products in their shops, and just have a great fun time in general at Podcart Fest. For the latest information, Please follow us at Podcart Fest on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcart Fest. That's P-O-D-C-A-R-T-F-E-S-T. Where you can stay up to date on which podcasters, crafters, actors, painters, directors, creators, and more will be featured. Oh, did I mention it's free? Because Podcart Fest is free. So you can pass that admission fee right along to an artist who needs your help in these desperate times. And have a bunch of fun with some amazing personalities while getting some unique gifts and art for yourself or a loved one. Uh, See you soon at Podcart Fest, hosted by Everything I Learned from Movies. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts! There's no feeling in podcasts! This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels! Not the feels! Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah! Hey, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From our favorite fandoms to the occasional girl talk and our ongoing book club. We bring everything to you with a feminine eye. You can find us on all of your favorite podcatchers, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, and at our own website, nerdybitches.com. You can also find us at our new home on the Age of Radio Podcast Network, along with other great shows at ageofradio.org. Make sure to connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you soon. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we're here at Everything I Learned from Movies, and uh, Izzy's going to introduce our second beer selection for the day. And then we'll go right back into finishing off Congo. So our second beer for the day is Young's Double Chocolate Stout with natural chocolate flavor added. I'm going to say I already like this bottle. It's purple and white on the label, and it has big old sheep on the lid. Oh my gosh, it does. I love sheep! Yes, little shepages. Little shepages. All right, so just so you all know, the singular sheep obviously is shep. But the plural of shep would be shepages. Duh. So they're shepages. All right, let's listen to the spear. Yeah. Smells like chocolate. I hope you can hear this. All right. Looks like it's getting a little bit on there. Pumpkin, <laughs> you want to Absolutely. If you want to mind pouring me one of those. Obviously being a double chocolate stout, very dark in color. Nice little uh, brown head on it. I don't know. 
a dark cream. Kind of cream colored yeah. head. Yeah, kind of a nice thick head, lingers. Smells a lot like chocolate. Not gonna lie, reused oh, wow. my cup from the Andigator, so I'm getting a little Belgian smell that I know is from that beer. Mm. First impressions, pumpkin? This is very similar to the uh, chocolate stout that uh, we made homebrew that we mm. currently have on tap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we mentioned this last time. We are also uh, pretty avid little homebrewers here ourselves, and uh, we have a chocolate stout on on uh, on tap. Don't give too much away. That's going to be our third beer for the day. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> well, anyway, Young's double chocolate stout, very chocolatey, nice little mm-hmm. uh, roasted caramel character to it too. Get a little coffee on the back end. A coffee, yeah. Not too sweet, but it's not too dry. It's a very nice, well balanced one. I see why my Facebook account has been uh, bombarded with their ads. Yeah, say it's very mellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the percentage? Does it have it on there? Let's see. Like five or six, maybe? Uh, 5.2. Yeah. Uh, double mellow. chocolate stout, a product of England, brewed and bottled by Charles Wells Hoblick Street, Bedford, UK. There you go. Excellent. Yeah. Very fine. Uh, very fine stout. So previously on our uh, review of Congo. <laughs> All right, so he's got shot down in the forest, and the the top professor <laughs> has decided he'll turn Elliot. around. Uh, but uh, bleh, my brain just froze up. Ernie Hudson is convinced them he can't, so they're going to trek through the forest with a partially drugged gorilla. Yes. And Amy, who can talk. Absolutely. Who wants to be tickled. So it takes them on a wild, couple wild adventures. They get to the river, get in the rafts, have to fight off some hungry, hungry hippos. And honestly, one of the wait, best wait, action sequences. Oh my god! You forgot about the part about the, the ghost tribe. Oh, that was that before? before after? Was that before? before. Mm. Yes, there's a scene in the middle of this movie where they uh, get, meet up with the ghost tribe, uh, a local mm-hmm. tribe of Central Africa, covered in. I don't know, white dust or like chalk. Ash. I think it's ash. <laughs> Mud or crud? Yeah. Uh, it might be ash. Um, I think it, it looks like ash to me. And they found a gentleman with this symbol on his clothing, and it was the Traviscom symbol that uh, that Dr. Ross is trying to find. And so I was like, can you take me to this person? And they say he's dead. But apparently the ghost tribe, oddly enough, many levels of dead. Yeah. So they walk back to the village and there's this whole seance of 30 or 40 people uh, trying to revive this mostly dead person. <laughs> yeah, he appears to be just like in a catatonic or like coma state. Now you may think that Steve's being racist here, but he's actually just imitating the movie. I'm doing it perfectly. He's I, doing actually an I, amazing I one. may revive someone dead within earshot. Uh, no, it's actually a pretty cool little scene. It's actually yeah. it's and pretty then, intense in a theater. I remember that being the case too, with all the chanting and all the the witch doctor stuff going on. It's kind of yeah. cool. And then after that, they all rush to his aid. He basically kind of wakes up. He looks at Amy the gorilla, who's just standing there, being all super cute and dopey looking. He screams and then he dies. Yeah, he screams and is so scared that I don't know. He has a brain aneurysm or something. He just yeah. starts drooling and he's dead. Bowel release. Oh, the movie's PG-13, so yeah, no, <laughs> no bowel release in this one. Um, <laughs> Please include that. Very few movies. It's a surprising amount. 
I just want that to be like a running gag in like a Punisher movie or something. It's like vengeance. Right. Anyway. Yeah, so then they get into boats that they inflate, and uh, the crew that's the helping them get through is basically... You don't really know, but you can assume that they're talking in their native tongue about basically like how spoiled the white people are because they can just like hit a button and inflate the raft instead of having to you know build one. <laughs> but there's a lot of oh, lock. It's, it's like then, the air conditioning unit. It's like, oh, I know it's not exactly camping. Well, hell, I'll take one of those. <laughs> yeah. So when they go to make camp at one point, she's like, I have everything. I have lights. I have air conditioning. And Ernie Hudson's is like, well, that's not camping. And she's like, well, do you, so I guess you don't want one? And he's like, no, I'll take one. <laughs> Again, which is why I think, like, like they should have been a couple. They were totally flirting with each other. Sure. It makes sense. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, and then they could just go, like, travel the world. This is the side story I want. Her just, like, shooting the <laughs> shit out of people and going, that's unnecessary. Oh, my God. The great white hunter, who also happens to be black, meets up with the... Doctor slash former CIA slash mercenary slash right? vice Ultim- president of communications. Ultimate <laughs> killer and techie. Yeah. So yeah. So at any rate, they they go down a river. A bunch of the guys get eaten by hungry hungry hippos. Oh my god, that was an incredible scene. Actually, it's great. It's pitch black. It's a little bit foggy. They're all going through. By the way, this is after they had sung California Dreamin' for no reason, <laughs> other than maybe it was popular at one point. Yeah, uh. <laughs> that seems really like out of nowhere, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was very forced in. It seemed. So yeah, they make it through the river. Well, most of them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and they find the ruined camp of their buddies, aka Bruce Campbell. But all the bodies are missing. It's true. All the equipment, like, everything. Pretty much, they just find like scraps and shreds of things. Um, and then this is where Hamilka decides that Amy's drawings must mean she's been to the last city of Zinge. But that city doesn't exist. I know it exists. We saw almost that. <laughs> I'm not doing a good job. You do a better Hamilka. <laughs> oh. See, you have, to, you have to speak from <gasps> the deep throat. Oh, I'm a Hamilka. Somebody out there is going like, stop! <laughs> stop making that noise. Oh. This is the worst noise ever. <laughs> uh... Uh, so yeah, eventually they're, um, let's see, they, yeah, they set up the camp and the former camp and they mm-hmm. have like all these laser trip wires and Gatling guns on tripods, yeah. which is awesome. And they decide to explore and then they find that they actually are near the lost city of Zinj. Yes. And there's a big face carved into the side of the temple with big eyes and that's what Amy's been drawing. Mm. So obviously she must have been here before. By the way, the golden eyes look nothing like what she's been drawing. Not at all. Not <laughs> like, like, in the fact that they're both kind of ovally shaped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're oblong and, uh, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so they go in and they're kind of wandering around this abandoned city and they go down a tunnel and there's just like a sandy bank covered in diamonds. Oh my god. Yes, so many diamonds everywhere. Um, oh, wait. We for- Did I skip over We something? We skipped a bunch because you know what? We haven't even introduced the myth of the killer ape. No, that's when they go into when they go in. Then they're reading the hieroglyphics. And what do the hieroglyphics say after we've researched them? We are watching you. We are watching you. <laughs> but yeah, basically, like the myths of the city of Zinj is, I I don't even remember how they came across it, but they decide that um, the natives bred 
gorillas to be attack gorillas. Yes. And they ended up being like this light gray color and they bred them to attack and basically be guard dogs for this for, uh, like, King, diamond mine. King Solomon's diamond mines. You know King Solomon, the one that uh, threatened to cut the baby in half from yeah. the Bibble? He had a bunch of gold, right? I thought that was the myth. I thought that was it too, but apparently he was uh, running the diamond trade too. Oh my god. King Solomon started blood diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, but yeah. So they they bred these killer killer gorillas. Everybody's like, no, it's a myth, and then they get attacked by killer gorillas. Mm-hmm. And that's where the uh, Gatling guns on tripods come in handy. And uh, yeah. there's intense scenes where they're like, oh, they're all around us. Ah, they're tripping over. They're testing their borders. They're trying to see how close they can get. These monkeys are smart. Too smart. Learning. And then just when they knock down some of the Gatling guns. Then they decide, all right, we're done attacking. Right, yeah, like right where they have <laughs> the humans where they want them. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Amy ate a bunch of drugged bananas and is like passed out for that whole thing. I assume so, yeah. I assume that's why she wasn't shot. Right, because they, they were hauling that whole ice chest full of the drugged bananas. Yeah. For no end point? Did you, did you put the dope in the banana? Yeah, I gave it the banana with the dope inside. <laughs> or, or, uh, Something like that, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, so basically the end of the movie is this spiral down a drain of uh, there are diamonds, they start collecting the diamonds, the monkeys are mad they're collecting the diamonds. And and let's not forget, the diamonds are located in the heart of a volcano, oh, and yeah. also An very, volcano. It's very active in the last 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, and at some point, she, uh, Mrs. CIA agent does get a... Uh, Get, gets a, uh, a message from Mr. Travis, Bruce Campbell's dad, who's basically like, get me those diamonds, and maybe my son if you have time, and that volcano's going to blow either tomorrow or next week, but we're not, we're not sure, but it's going to blow. And we also forgot, at some point in here, Amy meets the nice gorillas, who are just like silverback lowland gorillas, <laughs> and she's kind of fallen in love with a studly male, who for some reason chooses not to kill the doctor, even though he totally was about to. He showed his dominance. I believe the doctor protected himself the only way he knew how. Yeah, that's right. Full squid mode. <laughs> and the gorilla's like, ah, ah, I'm not touching that. Yeah. And if I know how gorillas attack, they rip off your junk so you oh, won't yeah. rape them. They rip off your hands so you can't scratch them. And they rip off your face so you can't bite them. Yeah. It's very yeah. effective. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's what Amy's falling in love with. Between, you know, asking for tickles. You know what we completely went over in the beginning of the movie? We didn't even talk about it. Amy Watt raindrop drink. Oh, my God. How did we forget that? So we're just going to backtrack really quick because we've been drinking. No, um, so, so on the flight from America, from Berkeley to... Africa. The Congo. Zaire, yeah. Uh, Amy asks for a raindrop drink on the plane, and they make her a martini. That's right. The gorilla drinks martinis. And uh, Miss CIA agent goes, you can't give that to her. And they go, oh, just one is okay. But yeah, the whole time Amy's going, Amy wants raindrop drink. Amy wants raindrop drink. Pretty. Amy, Amy, pretty. Amy, prettier with raindrop drink. <laughs> <laughs> that was my translation of it. <laughs> Professor drink raindrop drink. Amy, pretty. <laughs> yes, Amy is pretty when Professor has had raindrop drink. <laughs> All right, so we're going now. We're going to fast forward back to 
They're being attacked. The group is being attacked by killer gorillas. Most of them are dead at this point. We know we have CIA agents. We know we have Hamoka. We have the top. We still have the bottom for a little while longer. For a little bit, yeah. Um, and we have uh, we we have the great white hunter. Great white hunter and his friend. Uh Adewale. I just know him from Oz. <laughs> there you go. Adewale from Oz. So, uh, yeah, so so the bottom of the professor team, he quickly, he gets murdered. Yeah, and, quickly. and it, I, I, and I always had problems. to that plot. It's true. I always had a question of how he died, because he comes running down those stairs into the, the pyramid or whatever. Right. And he's like, no, let me go, let me go. And he's like, run and stops and dies. And then one of the killer gorillas come down and throws his heart at them. Right? So was he able to run for a quarter mile or so without <laughs> his heart? So, honey, he did the Iron Man oh after God. the monkey ripped out his heart. Is this like a prequel to Crank? Another one of my favorite movies, by the way. <laughs> no, 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 honey. It's more like... Um, <laughs> as long as the adrenaline's still running, he'll he'll be alive. But then, oh, let me go. I gotta keep running, otherwise I'll die. And then they, like, hold on to him and he dies. No, honey, I think it's more twisted than that. I think it's a sequel to that puppet movie we watched. Dead Silence? Dead Silence. Uh, I think, actually, he was a puppet. The bottom was a spoiler puppet. Spoiler alert, monkey. by the way. Yeah, if you haven't seen Dead Silence, um, you don't need to. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. Check it out. It's from the, uh, James Wan, the director of uh, Insidious and a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, or, I'm not Or no, no, wait, Or Saw movies. Saw movies. Maybe we have to uh, do that for one of our podcasts. Maybe. It's it's pretty bad. Even when I saw it. Anyway... <laughs> Um, All right, so anyway, so yes, yeah, so the bottom is dead. So now we're down to Hamaka, Miss CIA agent, the top professor, Amy the gorilla, the great white hunter. And yeah, his, uh, the assistant to the great white hunter, he also gets murdered at some point. Uh, yeah, he gets killed. Yeah, and then the volcano starts erupting. Yes, it starts going crazy. And so they're like trying to find a way out of the bowels of this uh, volcano. Py- pyramid they went in. Oh, yeah, there was like a pyramid kind of built into the volcano or something. But everything's collapsing and cutting off certain things. So they walk right by, I don't know, Diamond Beach. There's a river running through it. And yeah, and they diamonds the size any? of medicine balls just lying on the beach. But it's protected by the killer gorillas. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, Miss CIA agent does grab one because then she also happens to find a bag that has a laser gun in it. Yes. And she pops the diamond into the laser gun and starts shooting the gorillas, which forces them to jump into the lava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. She gets a couple with the laser, cuts them in half or whatever. Basically, like, communications with laser guns. Yes, absolutely. Oh, sweetie, so much you don't know about technology in the nineties. <laughs> I so don't understand the way cell phones work. <laughs> so yeah, big big shootout scene. My Wi-Fi is a mystery. All the all the catch scenes from the the trailer or whatever. Put them on the endangered species list. <laughs> Volcanoes and ni- 90s CGI lava flows and monkeys jumping into it. All kinds of wonderful spectacularness. Uh, there's even the whole scene where, like, the ground, there's like a giant earthquake and the ground splits between them and they have to get across. So she uses the laser to cut down a tree and they have to crawl across with lava and explosions and shit and blah, blah, blah. Big finale. I definitely recommend checking out this movie. It's crazy. Um, and then, you know, they get 
20 yards away and no longer affected by the volcano going totally off. Totally unaffected. Like, they ran and they're like, whew, I almost ran beautiful, out of breath. Beautiful blue sky. Gorgeous jungle. There, there's a little resolution where Amy runs off to join the harem of the king silverback gorilla in the area. Yeah. So Amy very unceremoniously is just kind of like, peace out. <laughs> peace out, bitches. I'm going to go get some. <laughs> I'm assuming that was her. Her voicing there. That's right. Uh, oh. So, honey, how do they escape? Oh my God! After the plane's been shot down. So they're stranded they in the middle of the Congo. But there What's was their exit plan. Well, there was a third plane, a third party sent by Traviscom that was shot down. Oh no! Uh, but with luck- rocket rocket launchers. With, with, yes, with the ground air missiles. I do not want to underplay the ground air missiles. Yes, I it's very important to the rest of the movie. They are heat seeking. They had to take evasive maneuvers. Like the border, the, the is flare guns had to shoot un- them down. The border is under attack. So, what is their exit strategy? Well, on this plane that was shot down, there's a big yellow box with a red stripe on it that houses a hot air balloon. <laughs> so, they open up this hot air balloon. And they're going to take that from wherever they are in the heart of the Congo to the nearest country with an airport, Zaire oh, or whatever. And by the way, I'm so sorry, we lost Hermarka Hamilka. Oh, yes, Hermarka Hamilka insisted on grabbing as many diamonds as he could before and the final sequence. he fell into sequence. a lava, lava pit. So basically, there are three people leaving the Congo. The and top. it's the top CIA lady <laughs> and Mr. And Monroe Ernie Kelly. Hudson. But, By the way, I'm pretty sure he's just like smoking a cigar still, like super casually. Oh, absolutely. He's he's still king. He's so fucking king awesome. of the Congo. I don't know. He, uh, I want a spinoff movie of him so bad. Oh. The, the Adventures of Monroe Kelly, starring Ernie Hudson. <laughs> Monroe Kelly, um, around the world in so, the fuck time I want. So yeah, they get this hot air balloon. They're flying off into the credits. I mean, into the uh, into <laughs> safety, of course. They not, not, the laser not, gun yeah, they, giant they, not, not, not before Miss CIA lady makes a call back to her base. He's like, I'm sorry, we found your son. He was dead. Did you get the fucking diamond? I told you, if this was only about the diamond, you'd be sorry. Look, he, he, he's dead. There's nothing you, we can do. Do you just, see this diamond? Yeah, you, yeah, yes, I do. Don't you think this could power a lot of communication? Oh, my God, that would... Make us billions of dollars. The diamond that like is bigger than like my emaciated face. Oh my god, I get so hard looking at that diamond. You should be, uh, Mr. Monroe uh, Pe- or Mr. Top Professor. Would you do me the honors? Uh, what? Wh- why are you giving it to that douche? Um, sir, would you like to chuck I, it into the wild what? blue yonder? What? No! No! Don't you fucking do that! Actually, spoiler alert: <laughs> Travis doesn't see that part. What he sees is. Hmm, I wonder if I put this in the laser and aimed it at your satellite, what would happen? What? what why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> Look, I gave you I gave you bags of fucking money. What? Yeah, no, I no. told you if this wasn't about my fiancé, you'd be sorry. Ah! So I'm going to shoot down the ba- the entire financial basis for your company. You know what? They warned me against hiring affirmative action for my mercenaries. No! <laughs> Which apparently also made the base, like, blow up. 
like where he was, didn't they like show the, his whole control panel blowing up, or was that earlier? No, they lost the signal. Or they just lost the signal. Yeah, that's what okay. that because he blew up the satellite. They lost the signal back there. Like he was just fine. He's probably just screaming and probably took another golf he club just, to local television screens. He, he just became Yosemite <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then yeah, so they chuck the diamond into the wildly yonder. Uh, fucking Titanic style. It's like why? What d- don't you need something to get through? I feel like the Africa? professor from and I. If nothing else, I feel like the professor from Berkeley could probably use a little bit of funding. Yeah, at the very least. Released his money maker into the wild. But, by the way, this is one of those movies where it's like. You know, the credits roll as they're going off in the hot air balloon oh, wait, to sunset. Oh, about Monroe and Kelly goes like, ooh, that's got to that's hurt. That's got to hurt. Because <laughs> he's just cool as shit. He's going to find um, diamonds wherever. Well, I mean, he can he can always lean back on his gun running business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, he, he does this for shits and giggles. <laughs> it's just for adventures. His real the business adventures is Kelly. him, like, selling guns. <laughs> so, it's one of those things, they're in the hot air balloon, credits roll, you know, Directed by Frank Marshall, blah blah blah. Um, but I'm like, you know, wonderful African score. Um, they're in a hot air balloon in highly contested, politically Between African the areas. And Zaire in a no fly Where they zone. already know people are getting shot down in airplanes with heat seeking missiles. They're in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Honey, their idea, I believe. Now, like this is the subcontext, is we're gonna confuse them. They'll be like, "What the fuck is that?" Nobody would be. Nobody I would be stupid up. enough to take a hot air balloon across hey, the border. Hey, uh, John, do you, do you see that, or are we just super high? By the way, I like that your African soldier's <laughs> name is John. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sam. Uh, I think we smoked way too much weed because obviously we know from this movie most of them are named Claude. That's right. There's a whole scene with the bottom and a soldier going like where the the bottom goes. So, oh, what's your name? Claude. That's that's an unusual name, you know. I mean, where from where where are you from? The Buddha. Oh, I, Claude. That that must be an interesting name from the Buddha. I mean, like that's got to be pretty rare. Right? Do you know anybody else from the Buddha? No. Then how would you know? Yeah, like a completely just like, I think that was their like, okay, so I think we've been a little culturally insensitive, so now we have to put in a thing where we show a character learning about his cultural insensitivity. Uh, so yeah, in, in my version of that movie, they get shot down several hundred yards from when the uh, credits roll in. Right? <laughs> but of course, Monroe Kelly survives and goes on to further adventures because he's a He goes ass. on to like breed a, just a herd of children with a cute blonde. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd watch that movie. No, exactly. Maybe <laughs> maybe Amy the Gorilla comes to rear some of the children, and then you started like a brand new weird jungle book. Yeah, it's it's an amazing movie. I highly recommend seeing it as soon as possible. <laughs> it's on Netflix. Keep our words in your head. Uh, all right, sweetie. Time, time for a little uh, little what if. What if? So we've seen this movie. We know Dr. Peter Elliott, the top, as you keep referring him to, <laughs> is played by Dylan Walsh, who is an actor <laughs> with an actor with absolutely no charisma whatsoever, and the really the love him. story is forced and all that. What if his role was switched with Bruce Campbell, and Bruce Campbell was the oh top? Oh my god! 
Well, first off, the, the interaction between him and Amy would have gotten that much weirder because he <laughs> is such like an attractive, charismatic man. I think I actually kind of think that maybe it was cast that way originally, and then they went like Bruce Campbell tickling a monkey and giving her martinis. Yeah. A little too sexualized. Amy, we have one raindrop drink. That sounds like a good idea, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly feel that they picked somebody with no charisma that like nobody would have any kind of sexual orientation with at all, other than his bottom. Ooh. Um, and then just imagine Bruce Campbell and Monroe Kelly having a badass off. Oh, my God. They just have a chin off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Hudson versus Bruce Campbell. And, I mean, unfortunately, like, Bruce Campbell has to win because nobody that's, can win a chin off with Bruce that, Campbell. That's just too much charisma for this horrible movie. <laughs> oh, my God. And the problem would be that, like, the theaters wouldn't be able to keep up with the mopping up the liquids. Just it would uh, be like, oh, so wet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more what if. Okay. So this was directed by Frank Marshall, who you may know from movies like Arachnophobia. Not Eight. a bad movie. Eight Below. Not a terrible movie. Alive. You remember Alive? The one I about the plane crash of the soccer team or oh, something, and they the have to like hate each, each other. other. Yeah. Yeah, not a terrible movie. So no. he makes mediocre movies. Yeah, yeah, he makes decent middle-of-the-road movies. He's a guy who makes acceptable movies. <laughs> there are two other directors with the last name Marshall who might have had very different twists on this movie. One... Quentin Tarantino's name does not end with Marshall. <laughs> Neil Marshall. Remember that movie, The Descent? Oh. The, like, very dark, very yeah. good. He also does a couple episodes of uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, bitch. Game Can of you Thrones, imagine bitch, Congo in a dark tone? Jesus. <laughs> That would have been awesome. (laughs) One other is, of course, Gary Marshall. Um, I believe he did, like, League of Their Own and, oh, Pretty Woman. Oh, God. Have you... You know why he would not be allowed to make this movie? Why is that? Because then it would be romance between the professor and Amy. Exactly. No. (laughs) So, uh, here's a rumor. Bestiality is not cool. This is an unsubstantiated rumor, but this is what I heard about Mm -hmm. the making of Pretty Woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Actually, uh, it was on another podcast, Nerdist.com. You probably heard of it. Uh, They were interviewing Jason Alexander, (laughs) who starred in Pretty Woman as, like, the Weasley friend of Richard Gere. I don't know if y'all remember that. Um, Apparently, when they were shooting it, they had no idea that it was going to be a comedy (laughs) <laughs> they totally thought it was just going to be like like an independent like gritty story about a hooker and her job. Exactly, and but <laughs> but then because it was directed by Gary Marshall, like 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 uh, apparently the legendary scene where like you know Richard Gere showing the necklace and like has it by her mm-hmm. finger, she goes oh <laughs> that whole thing. Yeah, that was just like an outtake. Like like <laughs> like that was it, 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 like put in the movie and then the, like. Like, a whole lot of outtakes and stuff were put in there, and that's <laughs> how he turned it from this, like, gritty drama or whatever into a quote-unquote romantic comedy. Uh, Still one of the weirdest successful movies of right? all time for me. Yeah. <laughs> that movie does have weird tonal issues, you, in my opinion. But... Do you remember there's a scene in there where Jason Alexander basically tries to rape her? Yes, because yeah. she's a hooker. Yes. <laughs> it is a story about a hooker. <laughs> that's so romantic and funny. Oh, it's so crazy. Anyway, if he were in Congo, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Wait, like, if Jason Alexander was in Congo? No, if <laughs> Gary Marshall were directing. What Congo. if Jason Alexander were in Congo? If he what were, if he was the professor? 
Ooh. What if he was the top? Actually, you know what role he would be great as? Oh, the I, Zimbabwe general? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop eating the sesame cake! No. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking Joey Pants' role, but <gasps> Joey Pants is so Joey perfect. Joey Pants is so good. Yeah. And money has on the back of my neck doing woo woo woo. Oh, I got it. We'll play him <laughs> a little like out of out of it. We'll make him the bottom. Make him the assistant professor. That makes sense. I don't know if we're supposed, where we're supposed to be. Why are we here? Why yeah, are we here? Why are we here? You I have, understand it. He could have that wonderful conversation with Claude from the book. So. So where are you from? Where you, so Claude, that's that's an interesting name. That's a that's an interesting name. Okay. No, uh, I like that we're just turning him into Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> I was trying to be George Costanza, but He's, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't watch a whole lot of Seinfeld. <gasps> yeah, no, Jesse Alexander's a hard one to imitate, though. Like he just is like so specific. I, I, I would just impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's him in everyday life. What the right. hell are you staring at? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's good. You did it. You yeah. got it. By anyway. the way, go watch Stuff Man right now. Oh, my God. Stop this podcast, watch Stuff Man, then pick this podcast back oh, up. Oh, the real challenge is finding Duck Man <laughs> and then watching it. It's a treasure hunt. Exactly. You, like treasure hunt. you You will not be disappointed when you find it, though. You know Candy like Crush? Like the whole city of Vinge. You know Candy Crush you're all addicted to? Play Candy Crush, but on Amazon and find yourself. Like, I don't know. I've actually never played Candy Crush. I don't know. All right. Nice. Well, yeah, that's the movie Congo. Uh, obviously, we highly recommend going checking out. Watch it with friends, though. It's 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 this interesting mix of an okay movie, but with ridiculous elements in it. Yeah, basically, it's like it's like just like a mediocre movie. Like there's nothing like terrible about it, but there's nothing spectacular, except for there's just these little things like characters cast. We're just like, what were they thinking? And accents and just yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm telling you, Herkimer Himmelka. I was waiting for him, like. She's in the book. Yeah, I was waiting for her, like like the last part, like when shit was going down. He'd be like, "Okay, please, you really have to get me out of here. I am I'm just a <laughs> a British journalist. Yeah. Just I heard <laughs> stories about this lost city of Zinch. Please just get me out of here immediately." Honestly, what I thought it was going to be was like, all right, I thought it was the same thing, like, "Oh my God, you have to get me out of here. My name's Stan. I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> I'm a con artist. I got myself way the fuck over my head." Oh my god, saved my life, and then he gets eaten by a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. But, alas, maybe that's in the director's <gasps> cut or something. <laughs> oh my god, I just had a great idea. I just had a thought. Oh. Well, it was just, it's just like a snippet of a thought, really. <laughs> uh, so, if anybody has ever seen Jersey Shore Shark Attack, there's a scene uh, where Joey Fatone gets eaten by a shack. I just thought, what if Joey Pants had been eaten by a gorilla? Okay. <laughs> True. But then... But then how can so, he come back for the sequel? Exactly. How in my spinoff of The Adventures of Monroe Kelly, Joe, it, basically Monroe Kelly is the James Rockford of that series, <laughs> and Joey Pant, or, I'm sorry, Eddie Ventro, played by Joey Pants, comes in as the Lieutenant Becker, See, you know, always more helps like a, hook him up. Yeah. I was thinking more like a Briscoe County Jr., <laughs> but with Ernie Hudson. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more Wild Wild West there yeah. in Africa, I assume, just with semi-automatic yeah. weapons. Yeah. And laser cannons. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, maybe that's how he gets <gasps> through the border. Mon oh Monroe God. Kelly's like, hand me the laser. You guys get on that plane and get out of here. Miss CSI is just like, so we actually have a weapon stash just around the corner from here. And because of the lava flows, a bunch of the diamonds fell into the river. Would you like to make some laser cannons and just end the civil war? 
I feel the money hairs on the back of my neck going woo woo woo. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. So let's get on it before I get on you. <laughs> Uh, ah, all right. So go watch Congo. Go watch Congo. By the way, a little announcement to make. Uh, since what? it's been a month since uh, our first episode, well, since um, we recorded it. No, since we recorded it, and we posted it several weeks later. You know how the internet works. Um, me and Izzy are engaged. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm going to be marrying this wonderful ball of craziness. <laughs> <laughs> Haha! He stuck with me. By the way, ladies. All those tricks work. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He proposed to me after I was two beers in at a brewery <laughs> over a chocolate stout cake covered in salted sea salt caramel and homemade vanilla ice cream. What was and it? It was wonderful. Did you hear that? I think I heard the flooding of panties all across the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, yeah. so Steve is going to sync y'all up for the upcoming a couple of upcoming movies while I grab us our third beer. Excellent, yeah. Well, yeah, go see Congo. Uh, of course, also, if you want to keep in touch with when our episodes are posted, unfortunately for the first little bit, it's going to be a little sporadic just because we're getting used to everything. Uh, definitely like us on our Facebook page. Uh, you can check us out, of course, at eilfm.podbean.com and get synced up there. Uh, we also now have a Twitter. Um, unfortunately, I'm not the best with Twitter, but definitely we're at EILF Movies. Everything I learned from movies. Uh, definitely shoot us a message to get a shout out on a future podcast. Um, as far as the movie we'll be reviewing next week, I don't know, sweetie. Have we ever we haven't really discussed that? Have we? No, no, we haven't. So it'll be a surprise. Ooh, it'll be something good though, guaranteed. Um, now I've been handed our third beer, which is our our homebrew that we have on tap. Sweetie, it is a homebrew chocolate stout that actually ended up coming out more like a milk stout, even though we didn't add lactose. But it's very a very sweet stout, very high mm-hmm. octane, but very sweet. Yeah. So for some reason, our yeast just decided it was going to stop fermenting at about. Point oh two, or no, no, no. I'm sorry, that was a little dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Point oh two. No, 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 no. It was like point. It was like point twelve. It was early because it was supposed to go to point oh two. Yeah, it started at like sixty, went down to twelve. But it's still like a good six percent beer. Yeah, but yeah, still. It, it had sweet. fully fermented for that particular yeast. Apparently, it was a little higher octane when we brewed it than we thought it was going to be compared to past batches. But it came out wonderful. It's a nice malty sweet beer without being too sugary. Mm, if you want if you'd like to see pictures of it, you can check out our uh, blog at terriblelizardbrewing.blogspot.com it's where true. we keep uh, constant updates on all of our homebrewing adventures, uh, movie reviews, um, aside from what we've obviously reviewed here on the podcast. And pictures of dinosaurs. Yes, random pictures of just our many wonderful adventures here through the Bay Area and beyond. Um, sweetie, anything you want to promote? No, but we were going to talk real quick about some upcoming movies. Oh, yes. More upcoming movies for this, uh, this summer blockbuster time frame. Oh, there should be so many bad movies coming out. From episode one, if you want to check it out, we got up to, uh, around May 20th. And we're going to continue on from there, coming so up on May 20th. Oh, Where did the three coming up after that, after the ones we talked about? Well... There's the Angry Birds movie. 
red light. Stop it. No, 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 no. As someone who doesn't even care about the Angry Birds uh, cell phone game. App. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Involves birds and pigs. I don't know. Launching themselves. uh, Is this a kid's movie? I assume so. Uh, That's the only people I can assume would even give two shits about this movie. This is kids and like special need adults, right? (laughs) Except for I think that's derogatory to special needs adults because they actually like good movies. So I apologize to anyone out there I may have offended. Who is this movie for? No idea. If you know, please tweet us and make Steve angry with your tweet. (laughs) (laughs) If you're interested about this movie, please just tell me why. Why is this movie being made? Next up, the following week, X-Men Apocalypse. Ah, oh, this movie should be so dumb. Oh, how dare you? I, I want it to be good, but it's I am dumb. firmly excited about this movie. Apocalypse is a spectacular character, yes. but from the last couple of X-Men movies, like they're just pushing the ridiculous envelope, and I'm afraid they may have accidentally opened it. Well, this one, Apocalypse, do you know who Apocalypse is played by? Yeah. Oh, no, who plays him? Uh, an actor by the name of Oscar Isaac. Oh, no! Why? That, Why? that despair you're hearing is because uh, <laughs> a couple years ago we watched a movie called Inside Lewin Davis. And if you argue with me, that is not one of the most boring pieces of crap. I mean, it's pretty. But he's a horrible character with no storyline and no plot. And I get it. It's, it's a character development movie. Except for he doesn't develop. He's mean to a cat and he sucks at life. It was a boring waste of time, and we watched it in one of the most pretentious theaters I've ever been in. But, sweetie, Oscar Isaac was also in Star Wars Force Awakens that you saw. He yeah, was, he was also a top. Yes, he was the top <laughs> in Slash Pilot. Uh, he was in that the top movie. in that relationship. And also, I just watched Ex Machina, finally, a year later. Uh, that's actually a pretty good movie, I would say. Yeah, but how is he? Out. He's okay. He's got a beard. He plays like a Steve Jobs kind of super genius slash alcoholic type. So it's Lewin Davis knows computers? Yes. But not but, but much more development in not that movie. Interested. He make he makes sexy robots. Who also Well if he makes sex bots, that's different. Speaking of sex bots, you know who else is in this movie that's new to the uh, X Men universe? Hmm. Psylocke. Yeah played by Olivia Munn. Oh my god. Mm, I she, so excited. Check out her Twitter, uh, Instagram or Twitter page. She posts some pictures of her in her Psylocke outfit. <laughs> That's worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> By the way, ladies, if you don't allow <laughs> your fiancé or boyfriend or whatever to look at pictures of Psylocke, you are missing out in life. Yeah, check them out yourself, girl. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They seem to be uh, sticking to the comic mold with the outfit there. Wow. Uh, also, uh, Sophie Turner, you know, uh, Game of Thrones, the eldest Stark daughter Ooh. who's like constantly on the run. Sure. She plays a young Jean Grey in this mm. movie. Um, yeah. I'm excited. I, I'm excited. I'm worried they're going to ruin the canon because they've done uh, so good. I'm just, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Uh, Got to go in open heart like I do. No, if I set my expectations really low, then it can only meet them or exceed them. Speaking of expe- setting your expectations <laughs> really low, yeah. uh, comes another sequel. Yeah? Alice Through the Looking Glass. You know, Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. The, the Tim Burton movie? They're doing a sequel. Uh, Tim Burton's not going to be part of it, though. Uh, apparently, mm. that will be directed by James Bobin, who did uh, the newer Muppets movies. Oh, okay. Alrighty. 
You want to see Johnny Depp as the Mad Can Hatter again? And oh, does that mean Danny Elfman won't be doing the music? So won't be. I'm sure he's still involved. Or <laughs> keep talking. I'm sure oh, no, you're right behind you. Yes. Um, so in Alice Through the Looking Glass, uh, Alice returns to the land of Wonderland, um, and I assume. Helena Bottom Carter's involved in Johnny Depp. I'm guessing there's crazy visual stuff going on. Maybe some weird midget looking guys. It's your typical Tim Burton kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> then the following week uh, comes another sequel. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. These are the scariest looking Ninja Turtles. Oh my god, they're horrifying. They don't look like turtles. Turtles are cute. I want, uh, all right, everybody who is a big fan of these movies, just here, let's do a fancy little uh, simulation here. I want you to turn on your phone, and whatever your phone's name is, mine happens to be Google. I'm just going to go like, okay, Google, pictures of turtles. <laughs> First thing that's going to pop up is going to be a Ninja Turtle and the hell out of you. And you're going to well, tell your phone to do this. And oh my god, look at how cute these turtles are. Look at their little faces. Yeah, they're adorable. Mm, sure. They're really cute. They're little box turtles and whatnot. Yeah, but and there's like a sea turtle. In this, and in this sequel to Michael Bay's movie from two years ago. They should be ready for um, Apparently Michael Bay has passed on this one. It will be directed by <laughs> a guy named David Green who did a movie called Earth Echo I haven't seen. He's too busy spite-fucking Megan Fox. <laughs> Oh, oh, he wishes. Um, this movie introduces uh, two new villains, mm -hmm. Bebop and Rocksteady from the uh, ah! from the cartoon. So it should be good. Also, Casey Jones is apparently going to be in this one, and Baxter Stockman. Hey, sweetie, can you guess who's going to be playing Baxter Stockman? Who? Who is the least likely actor in all of Hollywood to play Baxter Stockman? Johnny Depp. Close. Tyler Perry. Oh, dear God. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Baxter Stockman is basically the fly. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's an off of the fly. So Tyler Perry will be playing the fly. Um, and the last one, last one for this week for upcoming movies uh, is the movie adaptation of the, uh, what are they called, the multiplayer game Warcraft? Oh, it's an okay. MMORPG? Yes, massive that's the multiplayer one. online role-playing game? Yeah, so that would be made into a movie. <laughs> you mean more crack? I have not actually played, but I've had two peel friends out of their chairs after playing it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, that, I mean, I've seen the trailer. It looks like it'll be interesting and good. I'm, yeah, I'm going for it. It's a deep it's a deep emotional story about it about the battle between orcs and humans. And a few who choose to cross that line. Forming an alliance to just for the for the benefit <laughs> of everyone. To it, save their children. What they think of the misshapen orc children. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, if, if you like Lord of the Rings, you're gonna probably like this movie. Oh, this if is just like Lord of the Rings seven. Yeah, it's it it, it looks alright. We'll we'll see as we get a little closer. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll get a chance to check out a preview or something. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I do not have high hopes for this movie, but you know, it'll be a movie and it'll make money. Oh, it should make shit tons of money. 
Oh my god, it'll make guess. so much money. You so know, we'll make even more money than the movie. What's that? The t-shirts from this movie. The t-shirts? Because people who play Warcraft will be able to buy apparel that say Warcraft now. Alright, if you say so, sweetie. You know what? We'll look at the box office numbers. We'll look at the t-shirt sales. <gasps> you think they'll bring in the panda using... people? Remember? They have panda people because we saw the box <gasps> Oh, that's the right. The one... And you thought it was regu- a different game, which I, is Kung Fu Panda. I thought it was Kung Fu Panda's it. game, yeah. And it's like, no, it's actually a kind of character you can be in Warcraft. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just play the panda game? Can, can, can I just be pandas kicking ass? Yeah. <laughs> Um, for those of you who don't know, um, which might be most of you, I'm a huge fan of pandas. And Wait, Steve, why are you uh, a huge fan of pandas? I am unofficially the father of panda porn. Steve, tell us, why are you a huge fan of pandas? Because pandas are awesome, bloodthirsty creatures, yet everybody thinks they're super cute. Do you know why they're endangered? Why is that? Oh, you, you told what? me when we first dated the reason why pandas were endangered was because they are the most delicious of all the animals. Oh, they are truly the most delicious. <laughs> And apparently they don't fuck as often, or they pull out a lot more than you might think. Anyway. Pandas love to pull out. (laughs) (laughs) Pandas live by the prodigy. That's just good science. They they just live by coming on the set. That's right. (laughs) They're all about population control, but are also burned with tasting like bacon and brown sugar, I assume. Right. <laughs> anyway, enough of this. Cra- we'll save more of this crazy panda talk for another episode. But uh, right. ooh, I got an idea for a couple panda movies we can do in future podcasts that are horrible. Somebody will steal our idea. Mm. Save it for next time. Yeah, we'll be funnier and more crazy. So yeah, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, eilfm.podbean.com. Um, oh, sweetie, I almost forgot. Yes. So this movie Congo. What, yeah. did, what did we learn from it? Ooh, everything that we learned from the movie Congo. All right, so things I learned from the movie Congo. Gorillas like martinis. Oh, man, that's going to be mine. That's Let's pretty say, important. That's something we both learned from it. Um, Ernie Hudson is fucking amazing. It's true. Uh, and never, ever eat the sesame cake. <laughs> <laughs> even, even if it's offered even to you. Offered. <laughs> so, Steve, what did you learn from the oh, movie? Oh, my God. Um... It's Ernie, okay if you learn the same thing. Ernie Hudson needs to be in more stuff. I mean, he's right? he's basically the highlight of this movie. Oh, he's he's the like if he was not in this movie, if it was somebody less charismatic, this movie would be unwatchable. Uh, un, absolutely unwatchable. Absolutely. Um, the Lost City of Zinger is real. <laughs> it's true. Uh, may or may not be real, but uh, Tim Curry can totally pull off a Romanian accent. No, that's a lie. That, no. that is what, I, no, I, I learned he cannot pull off a Romanian accent. And yet we'll keep doing it, even when you've asked him to stop. <laughs> and probably the third thing I learned, not going to lie, had no idea that uh, lasers were the uh, essence of communications. <laughs> and they were powered by diamonds. Who knew? Lasers are powered by diamonds, and that's going to help your communication. I think when they say they're in the communications trade, it's more like it's more code. I'm communicating with you. <laughs> it's, it's more communicate. They communicate by warfare with laser beams. And I think it's the way that mercenary, the, like in Star Trek, like the Enterprise communicates with the Klingons. Surrender <laughs> <laughs> so your ship or face off phasers. <laughs> exactly. No shields full. Anyway. 
Uh, that was my bad Patrick Stewart impersonation, by the way. You're all welcome. I like it. Um, Thank yeah. you guys so much for downloading Thank, this. Thanks we for listening. So Please let us know you're listening. Send us comments on Facebook, the Twitter, the yeah. the page, eilfm.podbean.com. We have a Facebook, too. Yep, Check Facebook. Check out our Facebook. Like us on Facebook. If there's things you don't like, let us know that, too. <laughs> if you Give don't want horrible insults, and we'll make fun of you for it. Nah. <laughs> I will. G- give us healthy criticism. We'll take into consideration. Forget you. But, uh, make fun of them. Yeah. I'll be like, haha. But if you're going to be an ass. Like, uh, the mouth noise is so. They don't like the sound of Seed's voice. Well, fuck you guys. <laughs> no. Um. Fuck you. It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you. Thank you so much. All right. Oh, and by the way, I hope you enjoyed that uh, intro music back in the beginning of this yeah. episode. It's a work in progress. I'm trying to figure out all this stuff. And obviously, not musical inclined. He's by himself and he, is not a musician. If you sure are a did. musician and you have a better idea, send it to us. Maybe we'll use it. And until the meantime, everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. Whether one light a slot holes or gratuitous poopies. It's time to get busy with your friends, Stephen and Izzy. Have a good night, everyone.